that go. Welcome to the Ike Packers Podcast. Go Pack Go. My name is Alex Eichstead, your host, Packer 4 and 1. Go Pack Go. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Please leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. We're IKE underscore Packers on Twitter. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers Podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, your host, and we're talking the 38-10 loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. We're going to have some good vibes anyway. Winner of the contest will be announced coming up. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers Podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'll be your host. And we just witnessed the Packers lose their first game of the year to Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. 38 to 10, an atrocious beatdown, but we're still going to have a good time on this show. We're going to talk the initial reaction, good pack, bad pack. We're going to field some fan questions, announce our contest winner, the Jair Alexander and Aaron Rodgers jerseys, and then we're going to wrap things up by looking ahead to next week. I'm joined again by my co-host, KJ. KJ, how are you doing? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Um, I could be better after that game, but I'm really happy to talk some pack. Always exciting. I love talking pack, and I know a lot of you guys do as well. So like Al said, uh, fan questions, good pack, bad pack. We're going to be giving away, announcing the winner of the contest. So just a lot to look forward to on this show. Thanks, everyone, for sticking with us. Yep. We really appreciate everyone that entered the contest as well. Thank you for those who took the time to do that. We're going to have a ton of great contests going forward so make sure you always pay attention to those but let's talk the Packers first loss of the year it was a blowout to say the least Aaron Rodgers looked good in the first quarter came out the Packers were up 10-0 and then the wheels completely fell off 38 unanswered points for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers it, it all started with a pick six on an out route to Devontae Adams, where Rodgers, he got jumped on the the out route, and that changed the entire momentum of the game, and he never looked the same since. Uh, Two plays later, two pass attempts later, Rodgers threw another interception on a slant route to Devontae Adams, and just the wheels fell off. He finished the day 16 of 35 with 160 yards. That's a 4.6 average. Zero touchdowns, two INT, and he was sacked four times. So pretty brutal day for 12. KJ, what did you see out of 12 today? I did not see a great game out of 12 today. Like you said, he looked really good in the first quarter. Uh, You know, Aaron Rodgers looked out there. He was zipping passes. He was looking swaggy, uh, looked crisp out of the, you know, bye week. The Packers offense looked crisp. We were up 10-0. Defense looked good. But then Rodgers threw that pick six, like you said, and they shouldn't be disappointed in that throw. Like anyone can make a bad throw and have it go back to the house. Tom Brady's done that. Russell Wilson's done that. You know, every quarterback's done that. Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, all these guys with multiple rings. But I am upset, and the Packers should also be upset at their response to the pick six. You know, it completely derailed the game. Aaron Rodgers, he was looking like one of those games where if his number one option wasn't open, he was holding the ball and just taking sacks. You know, him and Boyle, they they did not look good. They took five sacks, 53-yard loss. Uh, Tom Brady, Blaine Gabbard, they took zero sacks. Not saying that's, like, directly related, but 
Uh, it just looked like they let the adversity get the best of them, and we've seen that so many times before with the Packers. The last time we saw that was the 49ers game in the NFC Championship, yep. and man, is that tough to watch. So, yeah, I'm incredibly disappointed with the way the Packers responded to that pick six because we were up 10-7 at that point. You know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't just roll over and die. I expect more. Enough said. Yep, it seems like that's, that's been the, the problem Lafleur's only lost. This is now his fourth loss uh, in 21 games as a head coach. But you have to say uh, the last couple losses the Packers have had, they've kind of just completely folded. And this is what Packers fans are nervous about going forward. I know I am uh, headed to the playoffs or into bigger games, such as against these Buccaneers that the Packers might see again in the NFC playoffs, is will we just roll over like we did last year against the 49ers? And today we saw the Packers get out physical uh, at the line of scrimmage. We had no pass rush. There was none, nothing, nothing to speak of. Uh, as you mentioned, not a single sack was generated from the Smiths. The Smiths weren't playing well. We had Kenny Clark back and there was just nothing doing. Rashawn Gary, nothing doing. And at the same time, it just, it looked like, we were the 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 hitties. We became the ones that were being punished. We had injuries up and down the field. Uh, I know Bakhtiari, he unfortunately got injured today, banged up a little chest injury. So we're hoping that he's okay and good to go looking forward. But just just kind of a weak showing. Uh, Troy Aikman said it a couple times in the second half that it just looks like the Packers are just uninspired out there uh, on both sides of the ball. And that that's the biggest concern. Did you have any, uh, if we're jumping into good pack, did you have any bright spots today that you saw? Man, bright spots? Not really. I mean, Chris Barnes, you had 10 tackles, but the Packers tackling was atrocious. So can't really give too much praise there. Josh Jackson, he had six tackles, but he let up that touchdown. You know, like, uh, I mean... Good pack. It's like Devonta came back. He had six receptions for 61 yards. Uh, you know, I mean, it was the quietest 61 yards I've ever seen. So I don't know if that's a good pack. I mean, AJ Dillon, five carries, 31 yards. He had 20 yard, uh, 20 yard run. That was exciting. He's that making was nice. things happen. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, really like it's kind of like last week we're grasping at straws for bad pack. This week it's the exact opposite. It's every pack is fans' worst nightmare. We're grasping at straws for good pack. There's just not a lot of positives to take away from this. How about you? Yeah, I think uh, seeing A.J. Dillon get some carries was a good thing. He looks fit. He looks strong. But kind of the issue, you mentioned Devontae Adams, a quiet 61 yards. He was targeted 10 times. And Aaron Rodgers was trying to force the ball into Devontae on the two interceptions that he threw. And you almost wonder, we saw this last year when Adams came back, there was this adjustment back to feeding him. He's a star. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. We all understand that. But you, you, you don't like to see these drastic changes in game plan to whether if Adams is back or if he's out. I think the Packers need to continue the approach of spreading around the ball. Today, there was only a total of five receivers that even caught the ball and Darius Shepard was one, and he just had one catch for 16 yards. So it was practically just MVS, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, and Robert Tanyan today. And that's not going to get it done against any team in the NFL. So as you said, I'm kind of, you know, I'm grasping for straws at good pack. 
I did like what I saw out of Josh Jackson. He had some, he had some fight. I think that was like a, a strong showing for him relatively, but as you said, he got beat, but um, they only re- rushed three, three defensive linemen on that play. So Brady had all day in the pocket, had to catch a really low snap and still was able to throw it for a touchdown. So I can't really blame Jackson too much there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough picking, picking good pack. How about we flip to the other side, bad pack. Do you have something you want to point out today about bad pack? I mean, the, the tackling was atrocious. Like Aaron Rodgers, he was a different player. I, I, I hate to say just the adversity that affected this team. But, uh, you know, after the pick six, there was just two different identities on display. Like whether it was the coaching yeah. staff, the cameras flashing at LaFleur, he looked like a deer in headlights. Mike Pettin, you know, like the defense ended up giving up a ton of points out there. Um, yep. You know, but but going back to what you're saying, uh, I think I I just want to expand on that point a little bit about Devontae Adams. I think it might be Devontae's entire career, but it might be at least since Devontae was a starter. The Packers are undefeated in games that he's actually out, which is just a mind-boggling stat. And, you know, someone might ask, like, why is that the case? Like, why would the Packers be better if their number one, you know, top five, arguably top three receiver would be out? And it's almost like that... uh you know, that, that weird syndrome where Rogers, yeah, the, the dependence Rogers locks in on him so much. And when he's out, you know, he lets the, the Lafleur offense or, or just like the, even the old McCarthy offense when, when the Packers are still winning games that Devante was out, uh, you know, he just kind of spreads the ball around and when Devante's back, there is such like a head and shoulders leap in talent level with, you know, almost like him and the rest of the receivers, Rogers, no doubt it's on display. It's been on display for a few years now. He's locks in on them. And uh, it really handicaps the rest of the offense, you know, kind of takes it out of a rhythm. So if there's any bad pack, it's going to be Devante uh, dependence. Um, You know, uh, actually, that's not really like an accurate description of bad pack, but really just the way the Packers responded to the adversity in this game, they rolled over and died. And it's the same thing that happened to them in San Francisco last year. Very, very, very concerning um, because it's not really one of those like quantifiable uh, bad things. It's not really like a technique error where the, the Packers have like, you know, a horrible technique on the offensive line or route running or something like that, or a throwing technique, or we just don't have a quarterback to make these throws. It's just like anything in life, you know, when you have adversity, you got, when you get hit in the mouth, you got to be able to like come back from it and, and, you know, push twice as hard because when the going gets tough, that's really, um, you know, when, when everything's made, like the legacy, the money, the anything, you know, Especially the story, in the playoffs. Well, you got to get it done. You know, it's it's like the Packers can't just smooth sail their way to a championship. We've been trying that for 10 years. Like, we got to thrive on these moments. Like, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. I'd be, I, frankly, I'd be embarrassed with the showing today. You know, it's not, everyone's going to chalk it yep. up as one more game, but it was embarrassing. Like, Brady didn't play tremendous. Man, he sure as hell didn't embarrass himself out there like Rodgers did, and the Packers as a whole did. So that's just keeping it real. I hope I'm not being too harsh there. But yeah. Throwing it back to you for the bad pack. Yeah, I want to talk about the guy, Brady's number one target of the day, Rob Gronkowski. So my bad pack is the Packers were facing their first legit tight end. And keep in mind, Gronk, at this point in his career, he is no Travis Kelsey. He's not going to be like this offense is good for, for the Buccaneers. They have Ronald Jones. They have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. But Rob Gronk, he, he was 
pretty much unstoppable today. The Packers had no answer for him. He ended up with five receptions, 78 yards, and a touchdown. And that is unacceptable. Like, there, at this point in his career, we can't have Gronk just be running over uh, the play, running over our defense, our linebackers. Uh, no one could cover him. And I saw there was a couple plays Montrevious Adams was in coverage on him. That's not going to work. What was Mike Pettin doing? I think that's going to be a big question going into this week is, hey, what, what was your game plan? Because it's not like the Buccaneers are even going to be one of those top five, top eight offenses in the NFL. It's not going to be like playing the Seahawks or playing the Chiefs or uh, the Ravens. Um, it's just I consider them like a tier two, a, almost a tier two uh offense and to see the Packers defense just get shredded like that it, especially with uh no Fournette Fournette was out for the for the Buccaneers so I, I you know it was just discouraging but um we talked about last week about the narrative amongst the defense and because the Packers have been 4-0 uh Atlanta was a pretty much a massacre the Packers dominated that game against Atlanta the Packers defense kind of had been let off the hook for not putting up the greatest numbers to start the year. And today the narratives changed. Now, no, no longer is it just happy go lucky, forget about the defense. It's Mike Patton. You're almost arguably on the hot seat again. People mm-hmm. are watching. There was no pass rush. There was no turnover creation. The Packers as a team. Now they started off the year. They started off the year with a perfect uh, Aaron Rodgers through five weeks in which he had zero turnovers. The Packers as a team had zero turnovers. We had a plus three turnover margin. That was it. Through mm-hmm. five games, the Packers have only generated three turnovers. That's that's my bad pack as well. Like This team is not going to win in the playoffs if they're not creating turnovers. If guys aren't – I know Kevin King was injured, so that obviously – that hurt. But someone else has to step up and make a play. It can't just be Big Z all the time. And, and yeah, just to like piggyback, just to piggyback off your point, you know, the Packers today—they've been doing a great job all season with turnovers in terms of keeping it tight on their side, not giving up the ball, fumbles, or interceptions. Um, well, they were plus three in the turnover margin, which is great, but it's not exceptional. They weren't really forcing a ton of turnovers. That's all well and good if you're not turning the ball over. Well, today it was, you know, they were down negative two in the turnover battle and they ended up getting blown out. So it's kind of like you could look at the game on a complex level. You could look at the game on a simple level. And if you look at it on a simple level, you'll see that turnovers kind of tell the story. Um, but but really, it's just frustrating because you get a guy like Kenny Clark back and just run all over. You know, it was almost like it was it didn't really do anything for us. And uh you know, some of this is going to be on Mike Pettin. Some of this is going to be on the players. But at the end of the day, it's just not good enough. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just, I mean, four Total. QB hits. The the Tampa Bay de- the defense had 13 QB hits. They had six tackles for loss, five sacks. Packers defense had one tackle for loss. It was feeble. I mean, man, guys, like, you got to do something out there. And, and, and luckily, we are four and one. So everything's okay. We are four and one, and uh, but but wow. just wish it wasn't yeah. such a roller coaster. 
yeah, you'd like to see a little more uh just stoutness from the from the defense, you know. I'm man, yeah, not the best showing. Not the best showing. There's one game. Let's let's see what they can do. Let's see if they can bounce back. Yeah, of course it'll be focused on the bounce back. I think uh that's what a lot of our fans are wondering about in their questions. We can move on to some of the fan questions. Jonathan West, he he asked just about this. He says do you feel like the offense got away from what's made them successful this year? It seemed like they didn't have any pre-snap motions. I know Irvin was out. Few t- tight end leaks and failed work short passes over the middle, even with all the blitzes. So great question, Jonathan. KJ, what do you think about, uh, do you feel like the offense, you know, went away from what had been made them successful? Absolutely. I think like, like we were talking on a little earlier, he makes a great point about the pre-snap motion. The Packers are doing great in the first quarter. We were kind of just doing our thing on pace for a casual 40 points. Nothing nothing out of line with our entire season. Then we throw the pick and we turn into a completely different team. It's like we revert back into our shell of last season. No one wants to see that. No Packers fan wants to see that. No coach wants to see that. I don't think any of the players want to see that. Um, you know, when we throw one pick, we can't exactly just abandon you know or, or appear to you know pure shell shock we, we really just got to stick with stay, stay disciplined and just trust the process trust the offense trust our trust on the floor honestly um and just kind of continue doing what's working like we really 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 kind of just wheels fell off the rail or whatever the phrase is but but yeah we did uh we did get away from everything that's made them successful so far this year most notably pre-snap motion I mean, we had Devontae, like losing a guy like Tyler Irvin. We love Swervin Irvin. We're huge fans of Swervin Irvin. But if you get a guy back like Devontae Adams and you, you get a guy who's out like Swervin Irvin, I think a lot of people would take that trade off. You know, like, OK, I'll g- give me a Devontae yeah. Adams. Give me like a top tier weapon. Swervin Irvin, we love the guy. He's deadly. He's d- he's explosive in the open field. He's a dynamic weapon in the offense. But man, like that doesn't make an excuse for the offense, like having Swerve and Irvin be out. We got to get the job done regardless. You know, it's kind of like what these great championship teams do. It doesn't matter what's going on that week. They're just getting the job done. So a little frustrating on that part. Yes, to conclude, Packers defense, we uh, we got off the rails today. Yep. And John Moore, he wants to know, did the bye week kill the rhythm that Green Bay had? And I think he's got a point, but... The bye week, you know, I think everyone during that bye week was, you know, on top of the world. I think all the Packers as a team, you could see that the the energy, the smiles, everyone was feeling good. Rodgers was talking trash. And maybe they just got a little ahead of themselves. And when the adversity hit, they weren't expecting it. And then there was no game plan around it. So I think the bye week didn't really, it really didn't have anything to do with it. Um, but you know, it didn't help that things had been almost so good before the bye week because then you're you're prone to, you know, relax a little bit, maybe let their guard down as we saw today. Everyone was just kind of <laughs> going through the motions. Um well, well well here's here's the simple answer. Here's the simple answer. Yes, it did kill all the rhythm. You know, this always happens. Like you know, you can make all these excuses like the bye week is a great time. You know, we get we get Kenny Clark back. We get Devontae Preston up, Christian Kirksey. Absolutely. I hear all that. But like, I don't think there's a single team that looks and sees that they get their bye week, week four, week five. And just is like, ooh, that's a great time to have our bye week. You know, 
it's just yeah. super <laughs> early. Like it's a, it's a COVID year for sure. So, you know, I don't, I don't even know how that dynamic is going to factor into things, but yeah, the bye week clearly it destroyed all our momentum. It took whatever momentum the Packers had the most momentum in the entire league. And it took it, it threw it off a cliff, you know, like that momentum is now gone. We're going to have to kind of scrape that together. The jar shattered in a thousand pieces. We're going to have to scrape that together and get some new momentum, which good news is, is it's completely possible. But yeah, no, the momentum's gone. The bye week came way too early. We were rolling. We were the hottest offense we've seen in multiple years with the Packers, probably like five, six years. And the bye week came at an inopportune time. Uh, unfortunately, the pick six came at an inopportune time. You know, like you never want to pick six, but you got to be able to respond better than that. But yeah, I do think the bye week was kind of uh, whew. now our bye week is in the past. You know, we got a full slate as we head on towards the Super Bowl. So let's hope the Packers can. You know, just be ready for it. Green Puppy wants to know, does this make the Packers buyers at the trade deadline? In the terms of defensive line for run support or likely to go after another starting caliber wide receiver? I think it brings up the question uh, earlier after weeks one, two, three, four. I don't think anyone was thinking that the Packers really need anything. Rodgers was performing with minimal weapons. Uh, the defense looked like they were didn't really have any gaping holes. And, uh, but now I think the defensive line, it's not the level of the premier defensive lines in the NFL. And that's, that's really what gets it done is, uh, do you control the line? Um, Buccaneers, they have a great run, uh, run defense. Pierre Paul, he's a, he's a monster. Um, even their linebackers, Levante David and Devin White, those guys are coming up making big plays in the backfield, tackling the ball carriers. So it it would seem like the Packers should at least try to upgrade somewhere on the defense um, at this point. I think that was kind of the get-on-the-line call um, that he should be working the lines right now. What do you think about that, Cage? Buyers at the trade deadline? Buyers at the trade deadline? I mean, I wouldn't expect anything if I were the Packers fans. I really wouldn't. Uh, but I would be open to you know, picking up some talent. And and what do I mean by that? I mean, like you look at a guy like Kenny Stills, he might be on the market, Um, you know, maybe a flip like a, like a sixth or seventh round pick to him. It's funny enough because the Packers are, are playing the Texans next and that's who he's on right now, but just like a reliable receiver, maybe just a guy Rogers can get trust with right away. Um, You know, if Rogers is, is doing well, if he's upright, if he's clicking, we're going to win every single game, all 16 of them, including the playoffs. Uh, but obviously today that wasn't the case. And so it's kind of like, do you target the offense? Do you, you know, get him something that might just keep him in his zone? Or do you go on the defense? You know, the Packers, we need sacks. Like we need run defense. There's not a lot out there. That's the problem. And you wouldn't really want to give up an asset uh, for, you know, something who, I don't know. You know, it's just such a crapshoot. It's it's tough. It's tough sledding right now. It's kind of like you got to look for that internal improvement and not really expect much. We'll see what Goot does. Uh, generally, hasn't been super active in years past during the season, at least. He's been known to make those draft day deals, but not necessarily in the season. Um, I really just wouldn't expect anything. I'd look for the Packers to shape up after a solid week of practice. Yep. Yep. Miguel wants to know, should the Packer fans start to worry? And I just want to say, you know, we, we might be a little hot tonight. We're not 
pleased with the performance. I don't think anyone is, but Packers fans, this could easily turn around next week against the Texans. So Green Bay has the Houston Texans next in Houston. So they're not a great football team. They obviously have Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt. They have some talent, got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. But if the Packers, you know, come out, play like they did weeks one through four, dominate Houston, I think we'll all be looking at this game as kind of like a fluke. Rodgers threw that pick six, uh, and then he threw that n- another interception again, like right after that. And that kind of changed the whole complexion of the game. Uh, it would still be kind of like a in the back of our minds that, you know, how will the Packers do going forward if Rodgers doesn't really have like a tremendous start to his game? Um, but I don't think Packers fans should worry yet. We'll see how they respond. I think the, the, the focus, all eyes should be on the response. But uh, that, that's where I stand on that. KJ, how do you feel about uh, the level of concern? Well, my, my take on that is, like, it depends what you want to worry about. Like, are you worried about the talent? Because you shouldn't be. Like, this team has plenty of talent. Um, you know, we've seen the receivers go off weeks one through five, one through four. Um, you know, tonight wasn't that night. We've seen the running back room. I mean, A.J. Dillon looked impressive tonight. Jamal Williams looked impressive. We all know what AJ, uh, Aaron Jones can do. Um, offensive line is as good as any offensive line in the entire league. Tight end room is very dynamic, as we saw by Tanya and Sternberger's made some moves. Defense, you know, we have playmakers at every level. Obviously, they let us down today. But, you know, it's not really a talent thing. We shouldn't worry about the talent. We should worry about the performance. And it's kind of like those frustrating news conferences we've seen in the past where Rodgers or the coaching staff, whether it's McCarthy or LeFleur or whoever, would say, look, we, we had it in practice, but we just didn't execute. We just didn't make the play on the field. So when you got the, you know, Pro Bowl players like Kenny Clark, uh, you know, great secondary, strong linebackers. Sometimes you, you get outplayed, which is okay. You know, it's acceptable, but you don't want to make it an every game, every game thing. Hopefully the Packers learn from this. Uh, I think we have leaders in our locker room like Big Z, where he's not going to let us make this, you know, a two game slide, I would say. Um, yeah, but, but but that's what you would want to worry about. You'd worry want to worry about the response to the adversity. And I think that puts a lot of eyeballs on next game versus Houston. Yep. And Houston is one in five to start the year. So by no means are they a dominant football team. They're kind of entering full rebuild mode. They just fired uh, Bill O'Brien. He was the head coach, the GM, pretty much drove the drove the team into the ground before getting the can. And so I expect that to be a win. Um, that's a game that the Packers need to come out, take care of business, get back on the winning track. It's a good time to have this. Uh, it's on the road, but that, I guess, means a little bit less in the, this COVID season without the, the fans there. But still, I expect the Packers to come out and take care of business against Houston. Is there someone who says, how do we look? Uh, this is Jake Dimond. He says, what do we look for next week? as Green Bay looks to bounce back. Is there anything uh, specific to look for? Well, definitely, you know, Houston's one in, they're one in five, I believe. Yeah, they're one in five. So the Packers are four and one. You know, what does that say about these two franchises? What does that say about these two teams? You know, what the Packers fans should look for is a win, plain and simple. You know, the Packers got to get out of here with a win by any means necessary. If we drop this game, you know, then it's a big cause for concern. 
Houston's a very, very, very faulty football team. They have Romeo Cornell as their head coach to tell you all you, you know, that should tell you everything you need to know. He's a very respected guy in the NFL, but this guy's never really been, you know, anyone who's done anything tremendous. You know, I, I mean, let's be real here. They, I know he's been a couple, had a couple good teams or whatever, but he's kind of like a, like a mop up transition guy. And that's what he, exactly what the role he's doing right now. So the team is kind of in shambles. Like you said, we should win this game. Like we have the quarterback. They have a great quarterback themselves, but I like our quarterback. We just have more talent up and down the board. Um, we should come out here with a win, plain and simple. I think that's just the only thing you can expect going next week. Uh, and it'll be a game that we all have our eyes on. You know, bounce back. How how does this team respond? Because if they drop to Houston, then, you know, our concerns, our blood pressure is going to go up even a little more. You know, one one week loss against Brady and the Buccaneers early in the season, coming off an early bye week. There's there's worse losses, but this was a pretty bad one, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but but let, let's wrap that up. Let's let's call it on that um, for for the questions from our fans. We just want to thank everyone from around the world who is engaging with Ike Packers again. It's so cool to see everyone drop their flags of where they're watching the game from. I know yes. the first first 20 or 30 I saw actually were international flags. Then I started seeing Wisconsin, Florida, uh, Texas. Just pretty much an international community where everyone's welcome. And I think that's just the best part about it. So we really appreciate you guys doing that. And to show our appreciation, this last week, as you may have known, we were running an Aaron Rodgers and Jair Alexander jersey contest. We decided to yep. double it up, make it a double giveaway so that you and one other friend could win the jerseys. And I think it's about that time, Cage. What do you say to announce the winner? I think that Packers fans are the best fans in the entire world. Um, You know, we would be nothing without you guys. We just want to extend our true appreciation to everybody who's been a part of this ride. Uh, You know, we're, you know, just many more giveaways to come. If you, if you don't win today, don't be discouraged. We actually have a really cool giveaway going on right now on Ike Badgers. If you like football, you've got to check it out. That's on Ike Badgers. Just search Ike Badgers, search Ike Badgers podcast on Twitter. You'll find it you'll see the item that's being given away and I think you'll like it, but yeah, you know, tremendously, uh, it's, it's super fun, super fun. Every time we get to do a giveaway because, uh, we know how passionate the Packers fans are and these players truly are special players like Rogers. Not every franchise has a, a franchise quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Super Bowl winner going to be in the hall of fame, unbelievable stats. You know, then on the other hand, you got the defensive, the young defensive stud, Jerry Alexander, the shutdown corner, um, you know, not every franchise has that. So it's just super cool to be giving away these jerseys. And I'm going to toss it back to you. Uh, let's let's announce the winner. Drum roll. The winner of the Aaron Rodgers and Jair Alexander jersey goes out to the man, Brandon Colmark at Trumpet underscore Brandon. Him, you and your wife, Mrs. Colmark, thank you for the reviews. You guys are the winners. Make sure to send us a DM with your address. We're also going to tweet out the winner um, in case you missed it. But thank you again, Brandon. You are the winner, you and your wife. And we are really excited to hook you guys up with that Rodgers and Jair Alexander jersey. If you didn't win, please don't get discouraged. We're going to be running some huge giveaways in the future. 
As KG mentioned, Ike Badgers has one going on right now. Ike Bucks, highly recommend you follow that one. We have something massive that's going to be given away on Ike Bucks coming up, as well as we have big plans for this Packers uh, season as well. So, Brandon, congratulations. Just want to say thank you to everyone else. Yep, everyone else who participated. Really appreciate it. And we we look forward to having more great contests in the future. I think that's a great point to wrap it up. KJ, did you have any final thoughts this week as we head in off a 38-10 loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, you know, obviously this wasn't the best week for the Packers, but, uh, you know, just going back to things to be thankful for, there's just so much. The Packers, we had a super tough schedule. If someone asked, you know, after five games, what would you think if the Packers are four and one? I would say, I'll take that. Which game did we lose? We lost against the Brady and the Buccaneers. I'll take that too. Um, So there's just a lot to be thankful for. Packers fans remain optimistic. There is a great season still ahead of us. We got a great quarterback, great defense strong coaching staff, the best fans in the world. Let's have some fun. You know, let's have a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun. Let's yeah, uh, still to be had. And then, you know, as far as the contest, as we grow as a brand, as the Ike brand continues to grow, we're able to do these things for you guys. So uh, it's just exciting because there will be more, you know, we see the participation. We're blown away by all the participation. Everyone just flooding in those DMS. Hey, how can I help? How can I help the brand grow? You know, telling a friend, subscribing to the podcast, writing a positive review, all those things are amazing. Um, But, you know, as the Ike brand grows, we're just going to be able to give back more and more to the community. And a lot of people ask us, like, what is Ike? Like, what is Ike brand? Well, we actually answer that very question on the Welcome to Ike podcast. Episode one is available for soft open. We haven't publicly announced this yet. But if you guys search in the Welcome to, or sorry, if you guys search the Welcome to Ike podcast in the Apple Podcast Store or on Spotify, you'll be able to find it. You'll be able to learn a lot more about Ike. So once again, my name is KJ Ike. Said I just want to thank you guys for talking packages with us, and we'll talk again soon. Al, yo, go pack, go, stay optimistic, and there's a lot more football to be played. So we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks again. We're out. subscribe button so you don't miss an episode i'm alex ikestead your host and this is the ike packers podcast where we talk all things green and gold hope you guys have a great evening go pack go